Hello and welcome to the Get Social Connected Leader podcast, where I, Michelle Carville, interview business leaders around the practicalities of how, in this hyper-connected digital age, they are embracing digital technologies to tune in and connect and communicate. You can find all episodes of the podcast together with show notes via our website, carvelcreative.co.uk forward slash podcasts. In this episode of the Get Social Connected Leader podcast, I'm delighted to interview Toby Babb. Toby is the founder and CEO of Harrington Star and North Star, two multi-award winning international recruitment brands in the finance and technology space. He produces the Financial Technologist magazine, chairs the fintech influencers community and hosts two YouTube channels, Recruiter 360 TV and Fintech Focus TV. He has recently been named the Entrepreneur of the Year in the recruitment industry, following recent recognition as Agency Leader of the Year and most influential CEO in FS Recruitment. Toby is a regular commentator on business and employment for the BBC and a passionate leader in the recruitment sector. So hi, Toby. It's wonderful to have you on the podcast. Michelle, it's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me on. Uh, I wanted, we've talked before, Toby, when I launched Get Social, um, if you very kindly had me on your YouTube show, yeah. and, uh, and that, was, that was brilliant. And we had a chat, and I was, I, as, at the same time, if you remember, I interviewed you, and I said, actually, Toby, could I interview you <laughs> um, for a video as well? Because I, I think you're inspirational around how you are such a social CEO. So that's really why I wanted to get you on the podcast to talk about what you're doing and how you're doing it. Of course, yeah, no, I'd love to. So let's start then with a little bit about how you started using social media and, and indeed why. Yeah, so look, um, I, I've been in um, the recruitment industry now for, for 20 years and for the, the vast majority of, of that, uh, social media, or the, the vast majority of the start of it, social media wasn't even around. Yeah. Um, and... Professionally, I think it sort of caught my imagination. So, so uh, you know, for, I was a long-time resistor of things like Facebook and, uh, and, and any other social media whatsoever. And then when we started this business uh, back in 2010, we had no clients, no candidates, and uh, um, we needed to make sure we had a, a bark that was, uh, was, that was bigger than our bite, effectively. And, and social media, to me, created a great opportunity for us to stay connected. And, and look, in our business, it's all about communication, there are only so many people you can speak to on a day-by-day basis. But, it, but I very quickly realized that if you created a community, uh, particularly via tools like LinkedIn, uh, you could be speaking to people all the time. And it became a bit of an obsession to learn about it and read um, from various experts like yourself and, and, and many others uh, about just what you could do and how to do it. And it wasn't just about sort of talking about yourself or um, no. no value or just, you know, in our, you know, we're, we're a recruitment business, just talking about jobs all the time is about adding value to a community and helping people and, and looking at issues, which, which they had and giving your thoughts on, on the subject. Uh, and then very quickly through Instagram, I realized it could be quite good fun as well. <laughs> um, and you could show the, uh, I love uh, your Instagram, <laughs> but you can just have a bit of fun and show a bit of personality and, and look from our, from our social channels, from an employer branding sort of perspective, if people can connect with you and see who and what you are, uh, I think it can become pretty uh, um, uh, compelling to want to get involved in that. And that's the sort of psychology of social media, isn't it? For people to look at it and say, I want to be part of that business. I want to be a part of that tribe. And and uh, and, and, and very quickly we realized that we could, we could 
uh, reach a lot more people more consistently by doing this sort of thing. Um, exactly, yeah. It made sense, and then it became something which you, you know, not only does it make sense commercially, but it's also great fun, and you can you can have some real uh, genuine ROI off the back of it too. And and so, talk to me a little bit about then, because I know that. You are active on, you know, you, you, you said they're LinkedIn and indeed I, I see your Instagram because, you know, I'm, I'm on Instagram and it is a little bit more playful and it's, it's much more about behind the scenes. How do you, you know, how do you feel or is there a way that you manage that kind of personal life, professional life, you know, because there, are, there is a bit of your family on there as well as mm. the professional. So how does that fit with you? What, what's your position around that? Because I know it's an area that some people say, oh, I don't want to put my, my whole life onto social media. You know, I don't want to be out there. So, so from a professional, personal perspective, how do you strike that balance? So, so one, one of the things I think I always sort of prided myself on is, is to have a persona that's just who I am. Yeah. Um, so, so I don't see that necessarily, you know, I, I don't come in and play a different role when I'm at work. I don't go in and play a different role when I'm at home. Um, and I think the two of them, you know, are side by side. I want, you know, yeah. it's, I'm not doing things for, for, you know, when I'm putting stuff up about my family and my life and all that sort of thing. It's, uh, it's not that I want people to, to know about <laughs> you know, that, but, that per se. Yeah. But I just want to have a sort of stream of things there, which I think are good fun and not overthink it <laughs> a little, a little yeah. bit. Uh, yeah. Just be where I am. I think, look, the, the thing about, there's a difference between LinkedIn and, and Instagram and Twitter, as, for example. On Twitter, we're sort of much more informative. On Instagram, both in the Harrington Star and my personal accounts, it's a little bit more uh, fun and playful. And on LinkedIn, it's more, uh, it's more business. Um, and I think you've got different strategies for each different um you know, social media, uh, social, social mechanism for how you want to get those messages across. Um, so, but, but, you know, the, the Instagram page is, is something there, which is a great way of, of me uh, communicating with the team. It's a great way of me communicating with my friends. It's a great way of showing uh, what we're about and, and what I'm passionate about. And I think if people know what you're passionate about, they can uh, relate to you and understand you a little bit more as well. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that's such a valid point about, being the human being as a leader, you know, because as much as you are driving and leading that organization, you, you, like you say, you have this team of, of people that you want them to know who you are. And it was interesting, actually, at the, just last week, I, I gave a talk at the Engage Employee um, Summit. And it was really, I, I, mine was all about the connected leader and, and the importance of that leader being connected. And, and there's so such a big body of research that talks about that disconnect where the team don't really know the leadership team and they don't really know in many cases what they do. You know, they know there's titles, but they don't, they don't really know who they are or what they're doing. And yet they have to follow, you know, and be enthused by, and yet there's this huge, in, in reality, this huge kind of basic human disconnection between the leader and and the employee so do you yeah. feel that you do you do you feel and for me I think that social media gives leaders the opportunity to kind of walk the floor at scale you know that's some of the things I talk about you know these mm. technologies allow you to have conversations that you wouldn't ordinarily be able to have conversations with because because of geography or because you know of, of hierarchy it, they just you just wouldn't ordinarily be able to do that. And they allow you to do this at your fingertips. So how does that play out for you, Toby? Do you agree with that? Yeah, look, I think there's two or three things to, to say about that. The first, the first of which is it is you know, difficult for leaders sometimes because I think you, know, you hear it all the time, don't you, about I don't know what that leader did or, or, yeah. or what they're doing and they just sat there sort of uh, 
uh, you know, reaping our rewards, it's you know, <laughs> the rewards of our hard work and such. Yeah. You know, the way of showing of, of what you're doing and how you know committed you are is, is is a responsibility to be you know to be perfectly honest and it's not about contriving that but uh showing you know showing your commitment your passion for your for your business and what you what you do for a living is uh absolutely something which i think you can do through social media and such like um the um the second side of that is um that we've got 20 percent of our sales team who are in america um and uh you know my way of communicating with them is um, uh, is quite often through social media, so that so that you know it, it would be quite easy for them to be a business which is uh, almost separate, running running independently. And I can't speak to them every you know to every single person out there every single day. Yeah. And but quite often I'll be chatting to uh, the guys and we'll be interacting over various bits and pieces with regards to uh, something we've seen on Instagram or something which I've posted or something they've posted, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it gets us when I go out there, which is you know four times a year. It's like they know me and I know them, uh, and that's a massive win, win for it. I know a little bit about what they've been doing. I'm able to uh, talk about them and their, you know, their lives, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, a little bit more. And, it, and and that, you know, on a on an international scale, it helps massively. Uh, on a domestic scale, I think look, it's all about being close to. I, I love uh, looking in at leaders who are um, you know, who are very entrenched in their team and their people and inter- interested in people. And I like to think that's what I can be. Yeah. Through that, you know, when you know a little bit more about your team through um, those things and social media, it allows you just to have that, uh, I think, greater level of, of connection sometimes. So absolutely, I think it is a it is a uh, positive product of it. Yeah. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because if we think about networking, you know, and these are social networks, and if we think about networking, we often don't think about networking with our own teams. We often think about networking externally, don't we, for partners or, you know, business development. But actually, it's just as important to be networking internally. Oh, 100%. And you know, I, I think back to a company where, um, or a couple of companies where I work, where, where the uh, the CEOs or MDs of the business were, were um, you know, these these uh, mythical creatures. Yeah. <laughs> and they, you know, they, they garnered some respect from what they've done. But there are people on the teams who are working with me who had just zero interaction with them. I mean, literally no relationship whatsoever. Yeah. And uh, I walk through the office and a pat on the back and how's your, how's your day? How's, you know, how's your, your, uh, your mum or your dog or whatever? Yeah, <laughs> it, nothing. There's yeah. just no, no connection. It's, it's completely independent. They wouldn't know who that person was. That person would only know them by reputation and a, and a picture and induction and I think that's that you know I think that's difficult I think it's a dangerous way of, 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 um, of running a business and and you know I think that we're scaling all the time we aren't you know we aren't hundreds and thousands of people yet but I'd always want to make sure that there's a uh, connection where there is that human aspect and to be able to do it through um, through social media is 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 I think something that helps a lot as well and you know we, we've spoken a number of times about um, uh, I'll pronounce his surname wrong now, John Legere, but um, yes. and uh, you know how he does it at the very extreme of everything <laughs> on, yeah. on this occasion. But you just see what it does and, and how um, you know customers are going over because of his brand and his personality. Yeah. And, you know, well. I think that's fascinating. I think it's a fascinating thing that there is that tribalism around a brand and a person in in what is effectively quite a banal industry. Yeah, um, and 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 that 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 to me becomes very interesting as well. 
Yeah. And so, uh, and, and yes, we, we uh, you know, it is interesting. And what is also interesting is he only has to say something like, oh, I hope the induction goes well, you know, to a new, he sees a new team member talking about, oh, I've got my induction training. And, you know, their mind is blown that the CEO is actually saying, I hope your induction goes well. And you see then the threads of people saying, was that really John Lejeune just saying, <laughs> oh my goodness, did the CEO just say good luck on your induction? And because it just ordinarily doesn't happen yet. That person is working for that person. You know, yeah. it's 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 a bit crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so so let's get to the impact then, because you talked about ROI right at the outset here. And um, how do you feel that communicating via social? You've talked about how useful it is for you and your teams, and for you personally to be connected with your team and to have that interaction and to engage with them. So you are very much that connected leader, and 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 it's a human relationship, and and you know them. What about other uh, positive aspects that it's having for your business? Uh, the the use of uh, the use of social media, full stop, and how it's been beneficial. Yeah. So look, there's, there's, for me, there's, the, it, it's, it's the cornerstone of, of everything that we do within the company. So if I look at our three main sets of, um, of people who we need to interact with, there's clients, there's candidates, and there's consultants as a recruitment business. So we need to constantly be growing and bringing people and attracting people into our business. You've got massive ROI off people knowing about our brand uh, and wanting to join it because of what they're seeing and be that awards, be that the culture. Yeah portray through social media be that the uh, conversation the depth of, of marketing and insight that you're providing to the marketplace and seeing people so again as a brand that's known uh, now without our investment in social media people wouldn't know we'd, you know we'd probably be doing all right but people wouldn't know about it and because they know about it they want to join it and it's uh, it's helped us um, you know double headcount in the business over the last couple of years um, the second part of it is then the, the, the candidates and interacting with the community and building trust within the community off the back of that. Candidates are our, are our products effectively and we need to make sure we're constantly finding new people who we can find jobs. Because of the insight we're, we're delivering through social media, uh, people are investing and interacting with that and knowing the brand, liking the brand and then trusting it and, and yeah. getting involved in it off the back of it and then recommending other people off other things that they see to say, look, you should be speaking to them if you're looking for a job. So it increases our stock, so to speak. And the third part of it is our client base, and that's people who, uh, who you know who want to be uh, um, working with us, and we want to interact with. So by targeting that and, and involving them in in various awards that we've done, or listings that we've created, or giving them access to to provide content for our digital and, and physical magazines, interviewing them on our social media channels on on YouTube, uh, we've got FinTech Focus TV, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's constantly looking at various different things that does it. Now clients there become uh, skeptical of an industry with a poor reputation, which is what recruitment is. Uh, they, you start to see the fact that you're credible, that you're looking to help them, that you're you're uh, you're, you're investing in their business and, and helping them grow their brand. And all of a sudden, that skepticism goes to uh, goes to partnership. And when you're in partnership and, and you're able to become a trusted advisor to your customers, they'll do that. There's someone who you know who we haven't worked with before who was phoning me yesterday, looking at some. Uh, advice on the valuation of his business now uh, i can give various bits and pieces but i can also then in- introduce him to other thing he's done that because he's grown to trust our business yeah through events and insight and magazines that's ha- that's come through social media i know ultimately as he's talking about yesterday as part of that investment plan of him moving a business from 30 to 60 people will be in pole position to be looking after that growth of 30 people 
Yeah. And that's where our ROI comes into it. So across all three of those channels, of those stakeholders, social media is a, is a crucial part of our strategy for, uh, to, to grow in, in, in all parts of it. That's amazing. And, and, and so it is clearly a big part of, of what you do for uh, not just growth, but also that retention and that getting people to know you, like you and trust you. Um, so is there, what, how, how does, I mean, you're very active, so there must be some kind of, this is the normal then throughout the whole of the organization. Your team are encouraged clearly to be on these channels as well. Definitely, and 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 uh, look, there'll be certain people who are more comfortable with it than other people. Um, certain people will, will um, embrace it and do really well with it. Um, look, there's a there's a girl in the office, Kath, who is who is superb with it, and she goes through various iterations. She put herself out there uh, very bravely. It was doing regular videos. Um, it took a bit of trolling at various stages from from the usual idiots that are, are out there. Yeah, wrote yeah. through that. Uh, and uh, you know, by the end of her you know, eighteen months in the business, out of you know, again forty thousand agencies, she was voted the uh, the best newcomer and most inspiring newcomer to the industry at, at <laughs> back in the last year. Predominantly because she was getting up there and gave, giving a message and, and had a personality. She would be out in the city, and people would come up to her and say, "Oh, you're that girl from uh, LinkedIn." <laughs> and, and people in, in client base had seen that and know about her and everyone I've been speaking to who, who are in the network know about her and think she's great at what she's, at what she's doing and that helps her from it and other people will be prolific in various other areas and doing quite clever things and uh, working out how you can do various different things to stand out and other people will be a little bit more traditional um, but look, I, I think as in, you know, in a business if you want people to be doing this uh, and if you want people to uh, to see uh, you know, social content as an important part of their job, which it 100% is that makes the job easier for them, then they've got to see you invested in it at the same sort of stage. I can't sit there and say, right, everyone do this and, and not be doing anything myself. No. I can't sit there and say, right, this is what you have to do and have zero social presence. And if I'm there and being passionate about it and can spread that through to other people, then I think that can cascade further as well. And uh, and it become the norm of the business, and have people who who are really trying new things and uh, pushing the envelope and 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 uh, succeeding off the back of that. Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent agree. And and you know, whilst we agree on that, Toby, there was a lot of research that I I, I took to the talk that I did last week around um, not only the amount of disengagement, but the amount of you know that leaders when they're not involved. The, the the employees just won't get involved and a lot of digital transformation that ironically is coming out of boardrooms you know uh, it d- fails due to the fact that the leaders just aren't in, really invested in it themselves and yeah. uh, and you know so it's kind of well, they're not actually using the tools to roll out those programs they're not leading by example and so therefore you get this you get this huge level of disengagement and and they put costs onto this. You know, it was an Ernst & Young report and they put uh, some costs around, well, what does that cost an organization? It was like 80% of digital transformation fails. Um, and they looked at what these front runners were doing and the front runners in 72% of cases, it was where the leaders were leading by example, extolling, you know, the benefits of, of uh, digital technologies directly, you know, and so... It, it makes total sense, doesn't it? It's yeah. you've got to be you've got to be walking the talk. I think I think it's fascinating that, and and it, and it sort of doesn't surprise me a little bit that stats are that, are that compelling. And 
look, it's 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 been a big change over the last 10, 15 years, right? So it doesn't surprise me that people are in that position are, are still uh, chasing it a little bit. Not everyone's going to be comfortable with, no. with, with doing this sort of stuff, but I think embracing it. I heard a, a, a phrase a few years ago, um, which was talking about whether you had a, a a digital strategy was the question a few, you know, a, a couple of years ago. I think it's moved from do you have a digital strategy to making sure you have a strategy that is digital alongside it. Yeah. I think it's that compelling at the moment. And, yeah. and I think, um, you know, in terms of complacency, there'll be some people who, who move backwards because of a lack of investment into that. You only have to, you know, the, the classic example, which everyone um, looks at, so I feel slightly unoriginal, is, is the uh, uh, failure to embrace it from blockbusters through to Netflix's absolute investment into that particular area. Um you know, my sister is uh, has been um, the editor of ASOS magazine for you know for for a long time, and uh, you know when you look at how ASOS has grown into the the powerhouse that it is, it was content and digital strategies that allowed people to invest in, mm. in their business off the back of it. So, all all the right ra- ra- the way you look at, at business at the moment, you know, wherever you look at it in 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 any industry, I think there's pioneers there who are understanding the power of of, of social. Um, and 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 the benefits it can give to you and your business. Yeah, a hundred percent. And and I think that you know it'll be interesting. I'm going to ask you the question um, around you know what advice you would give to leaders that are feeling a little bit out of their depth with it all. You know, because um, like you say, there's a lot of people that do feel uncomfortable with it. And I think sometimes they feel uncomfortable with the idea of of almost like external facing social networks, you know, to be on Facebook, to be on Instagram, to be on Twitter, you know, they don't feel comfortable with, with getting onto those channels. Um, and, and maybe for some organizations where the sensitivities, privacy issues, you know, that, that could be a very good reason for them not to be external facing. But I, for me, I think it's almost inexcusable not to be internally using some form of social connected networks and connected communications so that leaders are in you know networking with their own employees as such and really harvesting the, the greatness that goes on that often gets missed so what would your advice be for somebody who's kind of you know for a somebody who's not quite there with it and feeling overwhelmed with the whole thing what what would you say no, I think I think overwhelmed usually comes through from overthinking doesn't it yeah <laughs> Whenever, whenever I think that sort of stuff, people sort of spend so much time worrying and thinking about stuff rather than just sort of diving in. And I know it's a relatively simplistic way way of answering that, but by and large, when you when you're uh, when you overthink things, the problem becomes bigger. When you get jump into something, you can learn on the job you know, on the job with it. And look, there is I, I've I've read countless things, and you know your books are great, and there's other ones out there that that, that talk through it. And it's it's not. It's not an over comp- overly complicated thing, and you can strategize and you can think about it a little bit more. But my view, my view is is just have a bit of fun with it, <laughs> you know, and uh, and and don't over worry to, you know, about too much. People worry about what people think of them. People worry about this, that, and the other. What if someone says something? You know, whenever you're out there, there's going to be a, a, an idiot with an opinion, and it doesn't mean their opinion's right, and it doesn't mean your opinion's right. It means it's just there. And you know, th- there's been a couple of occasions where someone's had a little pop about about something. And my view is always to kill with kindness on that because it makes them look a massive idiot. <laughs> don't, don't go down that, that, that sort of is. And you can just see how much it would annoy someone uh, if you're, uh, you know, laugh, yeah, uh, gracious. Laugh, laugh these things off. Um, 
So my take is, look, do your research and, and you know, read the books, read your books, read uh, you know, other, other books that are out there on the subject. There's plenty of them. Uh, you know, have a look at what people are doing. Have a look at what you like and admire about uh, people who are out and doing stuff out in the marketplace at the moment. And take that and don't copy it, but start to think, okay, what could you do that would add, add value to what's out there? How can you cherry pick the best of it and create it into yours? There's some things there that we've done that are taking off all sorts of things um, from all sorts of areas. The awards that we've done that have been massively fruitful for, you know, for us were, were inspired by LinkedIn and, and they did a um, most socially engaged. We did that. I like the way they approached it all the way through and I thought, right, that's something which we can uh, do and build into our marketing strategy. There's various images that we've used that I've seen at, uh, at various stages as well that, that are, uh, are fun with some of that too. So it's, um, you know, there's lots of different things you can do and uh, you know, throwing yourself at it can be a bit of fun as well. Brilliant. So before we round up with some quick fire, learn about the leader questions that you haven't seen. So I'm just going to fire those at you in a minute, Toby. Finally, in our discussion, what would you say has been your biggest learning so far? Uh, On on the subject of... uh, Or around social media and digital. um, What do you, is there anything you wish you'd known at the outset that, you know, would have made life easier, simpler? I just think it's it's evolving all the time. So I, so I don't think there's something there which which I would ever say this has been the the, you know, the massive revelation. I think the key to it is is consistency. Absolutely. You know, the biggest thing I've learned is you can't do something and go missing for for a little while. People will notice it when you when you're there and you're consistent there. And and for, look, Amazon's the classic example for me. Amazon is um, is the ultimate digital marketer. Every day, uh, most people who've ever bought anything off them will have something in their inbox and you won't disengage with it because it's relevant all the time. That you know, They're putting stuff in front of you that is relevant to what you've done in the past. Mm. Uh, Tesco did it brilliantly with Clubcard. You know, again, putting information uh, that is relevant to you in front of you consistently. Uh, and for me, if you can look at Amazon, you can look at Tesco Clubcard, you can look at um, you know, these, these various things and, and keep that consistency and think about what you're doing from a um, from a con, you know a consumer basis, from a consumer standpoint, look at people's problems and uh, be delivering content that's useful to people, and then put a bit of personality into it. That's the secret, as far as I'm concerned, which isn't a a revelation at all. Yeah, perfect. Love that. So I've got these three three quick fire questions. Learn about the leader. So away from our you, Tony, being the, uh, Toby being the social CEO to actually being, uh, you know, you, but I feel that you are that anyway. Um, so these are just questions that uh, I'm going to fire at you and let's just see where we go with them. So they're quite big questions, but you know, it's just, the, the, oh, just gonna throw that in. yeah, we don't need, we're not going to get too deep with them, but we could. So <laughs> if you could change one thing in the world, what would it be? Oh no. Um, do you know what, I'm going to say the, the most immediate thing that, that came into yeah. my head. Uh, and this is, it, there was, this is probably inspired by something I was reading this morning. Um, and it probably made me, it made me sound pretty fuddy-duddy about it. But there was, a, there was an article in the Times today about Danielle Steele um, and her thoughts on uh, the modern-day workplace. And, it, and I think it was inspired by a trip she had to Amazon, funny enough, where it was, there was a dog uh, park on the roof and, and then it talks about Ticketmaster with their slides in the office. Uh, and she talks about her sons and how um, you know, they aren't working potentially as, as, uh, as hard as she did doing 20-hour days and, uh, uh, and working. And look, if I, could have the, I interview people every single day and have done for 20 years. 
And the thing I hear more than anything else is uh, about how hardworking people are and how they're ready to commit and they want this and they're hungry, money hungry, et cetera, et cetera. But what, actually what I see is people who aren't at all um, and come in and expect a lot for, for, for very little. And if I could change one thing, yeah, this is it's not particularly gracious. I know I'm not talking about world peace here or anything like that. But if I could change one thing, it would just be to get people to understand that, that if you want to be successful at something, you've got to really work for it and uh, to put a little bit of extra uh, um, oomph into the workplace at the moment. Yeah, okay. I think that's a fair, fair point. Um, it may be. <laughs> well, no, I like it. And what about books? Which Because I know you like to read. So which book have you read recently that's inspired you? Cool. Um, there's loads that I, uh, that, that I read. I'm just sort of turning around and speaking to you, looking at the, uh, at the, um, the bookshelf, bookshelf behind me. Um, look, I'll, ov- I'll obviously say yours because it was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but a book I read recently, um, I, I love the, 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 uh, the, uh, the, the, the correlation between uh, business and sport. Mm. And there's a, a book um, by a friend of mine, Damien Hughes, um, which looks at culture uh, and how you b- provide standout cultures. And he wrote a book um, about Barcelona called The Barcelona Way. And he came into the office and he's spoken to the, to the whole company and made a big impact on the company about where it, where it goes. Uh, so The Barcelona Way, unlocking the DNA of a winning culture, um, is fascinating in terms of how effectively getting the right people into your business, having cultural architects instead of cultural assassins um, and having a bunch of great people and having core values allows you to create a great environment. It's so translatable into into any business that you're you're working in. The lessons that got a a team from, you know, into the legacy it's become. Fantastic. So that's called The Barcelona Way. Barcelona Way by Damien Hughes. Very good read. Lovely. Fantastic. And last but definitely not least, what's the best piece of advice you have been given to date? Um, so I've been, look, I've been lucky enough to, to be surrounded uh, by some amazing people my whole life. And, and, uh, uh, and when we started a business up, I had uh, no experience of having started, started a company. Um, you know, I've worked in, in fairly large organizations, I've worked in startup organizations, but I hadn't done a lot of the things which we we're going to do. And I was very fortunate to have a, um, uh, my, my father-in-law who invested in the business at the start of it, who's, who's been in business for the best part of uh, 50, 60 years. Uh, and so I meet with him regularly and, and talk to him about it. And the best piece of advice he's ever given is obviously the, is, is, is the, um, the simplest bit of advice over here, which is to make sure you've got more money coming in than you, than you spend. <laughs> um, however, it's however, basic, but it's real, isn't it? Ridiculous and, and obvious that seems. It's quite easy, and particularly in this day and age, you know, you can, there, there are so many millionaires who've never actually been in profit. That I like to to make sure we've got a business that is uh, is growing with profitable growth, uh, and I don't like to to ever have a situation where I feel you know um, worried about the uh, the state of the business. So that sort of has echoed through to make sure that yes, we're ambitious. Yes, we want to be a, we are a fast growth business, and yes, we want to be a super growth business. But I also don't want to mortgage the the futures of everyone in this company off the back of ego or hubris or anything like that. Yeah. And so that concept there that I always think about is you know let's make sure that we are responsible on the back of that and thinking of that you know that, that very simple mantra when I'm in, in most things that I'm doing. Love that. Absolutely brilliant. A gem for sure. So, Toby, it's been wonderful to chat to you as ever. Um, 
and I have really enjoyed you having you on the podcast. So thank you very much. Always an absolute pleasure. Thanks very much for having me on. You've been listening to the Get Social Connected Leader podcast. Thank you to my guest and indeed, thank you to you for tuning in. Please do feel free to share the podcast with colleagues and friends who you think will enjoy it and indeed subscribe to tune in for more episodes. You'll find the podcast on all the usual platforms and all episodes are also on our website, carvelcreative.co.uk forward slash podcasts. You'll also find some really useful digital and social resources on that site too. So be sure to check those out. So for now, from me, Michelle Carville, your host on the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in and goodbye. Oh, P.S. If you're a business leader with something to share around digital and social technologies and you're keen to be a guest on the podcast, then I'd love to hear from you. You can email me, michelle at carvelcreative.co.uk.